0: All right, everybody. Welcome to the subscription podcast, episode number nine. Lucky number nine. And today we're going to be talking about some fun things, new emerging things happening in the world of Apple. I'm going to tell you how I upset my four year old. It was very dramatic in my household this past week via oh. a subscription cancellation. Oh wow. And then uh I've got to update a little updated beef with MailChimp. I feel bad talking about yeah, it. Yeah, you
1: just keep going to war with into it.
0: I know, right? But let's get into it. And then uh let's get into it. <laughs> That was a good one. Unintended. Unintended. Uh, so Apple held their Worldwide Developers Conference, they'll affectionately known as the WWDC recently, and they're getting closer and closer to their augmented reality, virtual reality glasses. It's being referred to as Reality Pro right now, and it might be the final name of it. But I started thinking the other day, you know, what kind of world is this going to open up for a subscription? Right. Because think about all the apps that live in the iPhone ecosystem mm-hmm. that have subscription components to it. And then you have all these subscriptions out there that can layer into it. I I mean, we started talking about this a while ago. It, it's going to be fun to see. So is this similar to like the Metaverse and the VR glasses? See, I think they're taking it a step in another direction where it's going to be, there will be that VR component. But I think they're going to look a lot of AR because if you look at, I don't know where my phone went. I lost it. Oh, it's out there charging. So if you look at. The back of the iPhone now—it's—it's got the lidar on it. They've really been building this Mm. space in your photos to start to see more depth. A little float out. I mean, maybe like, but imagine. Okay, so you've
1: seen some of that.
0: You have these glasses you put on, and imagine—you know—you can pick up a a printed version of the New York Times, which I know you think is weird. Yeah. Um, but on that, you can then see if you're a New York Times Apple subscriber, you could see like layers of additional information beyond that. You could open up the newspaper. You could click off. You could click off into articles. You could pull them off Uh, and put them into a bucket over here.
1: Like Mission Impossible. Or there's that one movie where he's like. Yeah. That world can exist within less than a year. So you think too, like for shopping, grab a shirt off the shelf, look at it. Hang it in your virtual closet. Or like you're looking at sneakers and you can like toll them and turn them and look at them. How does this evolve uh, Stitch Fix, right? Yeah, it probably helps. Where you can you can look at yourself in the, in the mirror, mirror with the, the clothes on. You on like, you. Dee, and you click, and then that's on your body. Yeah. Or even like Warby Parker, you know, because they got ahead with that with the glasses dating you know? dating apps. You can see yourselves with a, a significant other, so you're like a blonde in.
0: or a brunette, <laughs> you can try, or like, try anything. Yeah, I mean, there's so many different options out there for uh, what it could do. I, I think you know we we started talking about this with subscription boxes, right? Uh, could you expand on the experience? Yeah. You
1: know, I'm trying to think, where like. Like, where does it come into play? You've seen so much with the metaverse. It was like gambling and games. And how do you expand it within, you know, the current marketplace in terms of like consumer goods and or consumer subscriptions? It has to be some sort of shopping or cars, like shopping for cars. You get to really look at them, walk around the car, go inside of it. I don't know how real it can be, though.
0: Yeah, look, I mean, when the iPhone came out, it created this whole new ecosystem of, of apps that could be made out there. Mm-hmm. And every day we're still seeing new, innovative things happening. So imagine now you have a whole nother platform that people can build on top of. You know, I think what we start to think about right now is just the beginning. It's where can it go? Where can you know what type of experiences can you create? Not just from a VR. Like, I think there's tons
1: of opportunity in the augmented reality oh, space. Oh, probably Travel. Oh, gosh. You could go to, like, France and see the Eiffel Tower, and you'll feel like you're actually there. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, I mean, they, they did a lot of it with, like, you know, um, in the sports arenas, being able to sit there and watch it It feels like you're sitting front row. But I can imagine travel, pretty cool. Yeah, travel would be a lot of fun. Or even as you're actually walking around France, you can look at
0: stats on the Eiffel Tower. You'll look oh, at it. It'll show you how tall What Huck kind of glasses are these? I'm, i like,
1: I don't know. Like we don't know. Yet. Can't like Apple a, can't be like a pair of these. It's gotta be the heads up.
0: Maybe, maybe, you know, I mean, look at, they've been working on this for years. Like like but if it, you had glasses like this, thousands, I like saw the there. stats.
1: Oh uh, yeah. This was building was built in 1981.
0: Or you see like the other like world's tallest buildings next to it and how tall they are compared be, to it. That'd be insane. You know, I mean, yeah, it would be, it'd be madness. Oh,
1: I just thought of a great one. Don't, don't keep the idea we can develop. Nah, it. we don't have time. Imagine <laughs> if you could like use it to furnish your home. Yeah. So you're looking at them, your home looks blank, but then you can grab this white couch and put it here. You could grab this little one seater. You can put this table and it would look like how your room would look with the furniture in it. Yeah. And for the real estate world, I'm looking for homes.
0: Yeah. Well, imagine driving down a street and it'll show you every single one that's for sale. And above it will pop the number of bedrooms and they've started to do this within the phones. You know, you can walk around using augmented yeah. reality and point it at, but it's not convenient. No. You burn through your battery real, real quick. And so like having glasses that you put on, man, I'm telling you, we're not far away from them being like the size of these real glasses.
1: Yeah, I, I believe that. And I in think the in next 20 day. years, it's going to be like a contact lens you put on that like literally is VR.
0: Would you get Neuralink? Would you get, are you familiar with Neuralink at all? No, yeah, I saw the project where yeah. they implant the diodes, like the connectors into no. your brain. What does that do, though, for you? So the initial things they're trying to do is it'll help with people like, because the way they study, they've been researching the brain and learning about the brain. People who have maybe um, have been incapacitated in some form or fashion. Oh, it'll fix. Like it can start to help correct that, give yeah. people the ability to walk them and walk or give people to, the ability to see because, because you can work it. through those kind of things so um I would only get it if I needed it yeah but like then you go a step beyond that like imagine like we've seen the power of AI with chat GPT and all the other like AI stuff coming out there imagine if you have that feed into your brain as well yeah. or like instant access is super smart yeah
1: I don't know, I don't know. I don't think I like to have things that are unnatural put into my body unless they're necessary. Yeah, so I'm not doing it. You could be you could super be a superhero. Kind of already am. It would just like it would enhance me to it. Like i probably wouldn't qualify because like oh he's like too smart. Like well what if what if okay so like so here's a, a world
0: <laughs> I just completely miss when you go off on your ego trips. Yeah. Uh, so like there's a, a subscription to you get the neural link and you can subscribe to like various information. You
1: mm-hmm. know. Yeah.
0: And then but then when you stop paying for it, it goes away. <laughs> it
1: just become dumb. Yeah, yeah. Much <laughs> like what MailChimp did to me recently. Oh my gosh. Let me tell you, they did it to you too. Here we go again. I don't you even they, pay attention. I just pay. Well, so here's what,
0: here's no, this is an interesting thing actually. Something I think is going to be valuable for our audience to understand because it actually is important. And I didn't realize it. So we were on MailChimp. We moved over to HubSpot. And we started doing all of our emails in HubSpot. We canceled MailChimp. And Part of it was because we moved to so part of it was the prices started going up and it, it became less affordable for us to do. When you cancel your MailChimp, all of your old emails, Gone. all the images go away because they're stored on their backend database. Yeah. And so. Are you should have downloaded it before you canceled. No, no, no You can, you can download it. That, oh. But that's one thing. But let's say you go back in your inbox to an old email that SubSummit had sent you. The images aren't going to show up. An old email. It could be one from last week that we sent out a mail. No. Yes. How? It's already landed. It's still no. connected. The images are being downloaded no. from there. So why their wouldn't search?
1: MailChimp let it sit for a year? What? Great, great, crest. Well, great question. Well, I'm with you on this one. Yes. Thank you. He's with me. That was a horrible clap. I actually thought it was okay. It, did you
0: not hear the, was, the sound? Well, yeah, but we're far away from the mic. It, we're far away. So, was it a good clap? It wasn't, but we made good contact. Oh, it was good
1: contact. It was not Thank
0: you, Bradley. <laughs> All right. So, listen. Here's here's my pitch on this. I feel like when you're going to cancel Mailchimp, because I confirmed this with Louie and Jen. I was like, when you went to cancel, did they tell you this? Like, hey, by the way, your images and everything—they're gone as mm. soon as you cancel. Yeah. It, like for $20 a month based on your list size, we'll keep them alive for you. Yeah. So people like I would, that option did not exist. Well, we don't know if they told them or not. No, they, they, I asked them, Well, what if you
1: reactivate? Do they reappear?
0: I would imagine. Well, no, they're probably gone at this point. they probably probably, ah. I'm telling you, like maybe they live there for a certain amount of time. Yeah,
1: They probably live there for some, I,
0: I think, I think you should at least look at, I'm not asking for anything for free because I know their server resources and nope. things. They don't really take up that much space and, maybe their space is an issue but in my opinion you should be given an option for a lower dollar amount to keep those yeah. images alive
1: and I think they could have wait increase LTV keep sure. customers engaged and
0: they could have downgraded the account to like a lower mail list size and we could yeah. have kept that but I don't think they were aware of that at the yeah. time that's my beef you know well, it is what it is. Decently valid you know the other the other small issue I have is QuickBooks they keep throwing me ads now and I d- some of them like there's a bar at the top it's like I out how we can save you this much on payroll. There's no way to close it or get rid of it. Just lives there, and it's annoying so the ads. crap out of me.
1: So they're making you pay, and they're hitting you with ads.
0: Yeah, I'm paying for the service. I, want, yeah. I don't want
1: to see. The, yeah. I don't want
0: to use your payroll. It's not.
1: I mean, where are you going to switch to?
0: Well, the right exactly. Yeah, that's a that's problem. It. Maybe AutoBooks, Detroit-based company. I should go look at that. Talk yeah. to them. Um, hey, look, this has been a big week for us in terms of sub summit speakers. Yeah, we've
1: got some amazing. Best speaker lineup I've ever seen.
0: Unbelievable,
1: unbelievable, and attendance of brands, right? Oh my gosh! Coming this year,
0: it's um, you know, we're we're going to be at two thousand attendees this year, and from so many different segments of subscription, and the conversations we're having with people are so fun because, you know, we know how valuable Sub Summit is, Mm -hmm. and when you get in and you talk to somebody, you're like, yeah, you know, this brand's going to be there, and you're going to have the opportunity to network and and these sessions and um it's just so much fun. So like a sm- little sneak preview, we've got a, a media session that's going to be joined by Washington post, New York times, um, mm-hmm. a former wall street journal, latest a subscription over there and talking about just kind of different, different offers and different offerings that are going to be that they run through because you imagine the markets that they're in the options that they have. You look at a place like New York times, they've got different publications, different games, how do you manage all that? Right. So they're going to be talking about that at Sub Summit.
1: Yeah. Who are some of their speakers? We got Harry's coming out, Coterie. Harry's Coterie. Uh Fun is going to be yep. there. Um, you know, and Google's coming
0: to speak. Yeah, Google. Neil Hoyne, an absolutely brilliant mm-hmm. mind. And we we did um we put the schedule together, did an awesome one-two punch yep. with Neil Hoyne talking about database marketing. Like so looking at data science and how that can drive your marketing efforts, coupled with Nancy Harhut. Yeah. One of our like most highly reviewed speakers of previous events yeah. and stuff. Email marketer genius. Talking about behavioral based marketing. Yeah. Oh, I and, like that stuff. Oh, it's unbelievable. Like her books. Yeah. Like I love, and not only is Nancy like just brilliant and so smart, she's also just a great person Yeah. too. And and Neil as well in the talks we've had with him. So those are one, two punch on day one and on our main stage, it's going to be unbelievable. And then we've got you going to, you're going to be sharing your knowledge.
1: Yeah, I get to speak a few times. Yeah, so we're gonna do
0: uh, another AMA. That was a really highly reviewed yeah. session last year.
1: Yeah, I love those because I up don't up even the get age. the prep, and I just like the questions that come in. So if you're you're out there, you're listening, you're coming to Sub Summit,
0: start your questions now for Chris yeah. George. It's a big opportunity. What do you where do you see most of the questions coming from people nowadays? Like what are, what are people most asking,
1: especially coming into this yeah, session? I think that look at everybody wants to acquire more customers. Right. And I think what's important, where I'm sort of steering everybody towards, is understanding that this is the year of retention. And you got to focus on customer engagement. What we learned on my keynote with Haroon or fireside chat on stage is that consumers are now adding a subscription. If they add one, they're going to cancel one. Before they might be adding two or three, and they'd cancel one. That number's now crossed. So that that tells you is that you might be in the health and beauty subscription space. You're not just competing against other health and beauty subscriptions. You're competing for share of wallet. That means you're competing with Netflix. You're competing with Peacock. You're competing with any subscription that they have. Because if they add one, they're going to cancel one. Mm-hmm. And so retention's really a big deal. And I think. I'm getting a lot of questions on how to continuously engage with the customers. How do you think about proactive retention? So what does that mean?
0: Well, like, what does good engagement look like?
1: Yeah. Like- Listening mm-hmm. to your customers, having really good customer service, consistently identifying ways to keep them engaged, whether that's through email, communicating with them through social, providing value. You know, one thing I'd heard was in typical e-commerce, every time you sell something, you're convincing somebody to make a purchase. Mm-hmm. With subscription, you're convincing them to stay on. They've already made the purchase. So convincing them comes in a lot of forms. Right? Like, what's the product offering? How much valuable is it to them? How are you engaging with them? Right. And unless you're a necessity, you know, you have to think about what am I going to do to make sure that I'm not canceled at some point. Do you think good any maybe any subscription company should have a
0: role, the chief relationship officer? Or chief experience, chief experience officer. Yeah. Like some, like somebody who's just focused on that experience and that relationship
1: dives really into it. looks at the data, understands the customer more than anybody. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent.
0: Cause that's where, that's where it lives. And that's what like our theme of the event this year is engage and rich. We had
1: that at gentleman's box. We had a chief experience. It was Kylie. Yeah.
0: Hey, right. What were some of the things, if you were to build out that role today, what are the job responsibilities you'd give that person?
1: So understanding consumer data, feedback, like feedback around the products.
0: Looking at survey data, stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Consistently reviewing customer inquiries, complaints, any customer service tickets. Regularly, probably once a month, connecting with X number of current customers, just whether it's an email or a phone call. How many, what's a reasonable number in there? What do you think? Maybe 10 to 20. A week? No, I'd say a month. Okay. It's hard to scale that. Right. But if you can get what's important is that you don't just talk to the current customers. You talk to the ones that left. Also, what could we have done better? Yeah. You learn a lot from those customers. And so you're consistently communicating with them and looking at feedback and you're communicating with them on social. You're making sure the social is managed correctly. You're making sure the customer service response times are at the appropriate amount and really studying the data on feedback. Because look at all of us may think we know the answer to what to provide and what to do. The truth is the customers will tell you what they want. right? And you have to go where the customer wants. So what's that feedback
0: loop look like? Do you, do you, you know, is that something where you're the person in that role providing like a, a, a weekly report, yeah. giving you a download of it? You know, do you present that to the whole team? Do you just pre- present yeah, it to pre- senior management? It's
1: typically presented to like the senior management customer service team. Um, there's times where I think you could pre- you'd showcase to everybody because everybody should understand the customer really well. But you know, it's something that's really reported the to CMO too, because it helps with how they're marketing. Yeah. You know, it's a very important position. It's, it's another form of like head of customer service in a sense. Right. 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 But experience because so much of experience is customer service. It's important to know that the customer experience starts from the time they see an ad to landing on the website, the journey through checkout, the post checkout experience, the delivery thing, that's all of it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Any one part of that goes wrong. Yeah. It sours the experience. It doesn't make it hard. Yes. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And and that's where, you know, I think as companies are, as acquisition, you know, we've talked about this before, right? Acquisition costs keep going up. You're, there's more options out there. You're fighting for share wallet more than ever before. And people are cutting costs. So it's like this trifecta of, Mm -hmm madness on your, you know, acquiring new customers. You gotta work harder Mm -hmm. and you gotta do better than ever before. And I think that's, you know, that's what, that's what we 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 talk about at Sub Summit a lot. We're talking a lot about this year about engaging those customers, enriching those experiences. So they become your best referral source. And Jay, you know, we've talked about Jay quite a bit. Jay Myers from Bold Commerce talks about this, that subscription death curve where you focus on on doing great things and and asking for those referrals. It grows, yep. right? The, the, the brands grow. So that's interesting. I, um, I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, how I upset my four-year-old. Oh, yeah. Turns out I upset, also upset the eight-year-old 12-year-olds didn't care. All they want right now is Snapchat, which is mm-hmm. a very difficult, very difficult conversation in our house. My 12-year-old daughters want Snapchat. I don't want them to have it, but yeah. conversation for another day. So I've Logan though. He went to jump on his Amazon Kindle and its games were gone. Oh boy. Right. End of the world. They End of the world. Screaming. And here's what happened. And I was so originally I wanted to come into this podcast and talk about my cancellation experience with Amazon kids. <laughs> because I was paying $7.99 a month or something. I don't remember how much it was. Yeah. Three, anywhere from four to eight dollars a month. Whatever it was, I was paying for something we weren't using. Because yeah. a month ago I asked my kid, I asked my wife, I was like, Do the kids play the Kindles anymore? She's like, no, they don't use them. They use their iPads. Now they play Roblox. I was like cool. I'm canceling this because they're not using it. So I go on Amazon, I find the Amazon Kids thing, and I go to cancel, and it's like, um, "Are you sure you want to cancel it? You've got all these benefits. Here's all the, all the all this stuff." Um, I was like, "Yeah, I'm sure." Then it took me to another thing. Is like, um, after I gave my reason, it's asking, you know, "Hey, do you want to stay on for this offer mm-hmm. for this amount of time?" It's like, "No, cancel," because I'm yeah. I'm not using it. Not even kidding you. A week later, they pick up this this stinking Kindle and they. Go on and their games aren't there, and so it was amazing to me. So then I had to sign back up again. And but here's what's fun I got a free trial, oh, so I got like 30 days for so free. So you worked the system kind of, not intentionally, but it was. Um, so props to Amazon, right? Because the cancellation experience was good, um, they but you back, yeah, and and they got me, you know. It's a little frustrating that they have to like have a subscription to be able to play all these games, but I guess you know they have unlimited games and all this mm-hmm. stuff, so it's worth it. Um, but a couple of interesting things I've noticed on Amazon recently. First and foremost, I was offered a subscribe and save the other day for a one-off product I was going to buy. We're looking to buy speakers for wow. you know, behind the TV out there, and it's like, do you want to subscribe and save to these speakers
1: for fourteen dollars and twenty-four cents? We like get a new one every month, or buy them for fourteen ninety-nine. Well, it's interesting you say that because the, sometimes the subscriber would save is such a minimal savings. Yeah, it's like three percent. Like, but why would it throw that offer to me? A, a, a staple you yeah. typically
0: on the bike, yeah. like, Come on, is the data intelligence not there?
1: Yeah, they didn't know you would not need speakers regularly. Yeah, that's insane. But the other thing that we saw recently
0: about Amazon is they're experimenting with a Prime Light subscription in other countries. So in India, they're doing this for nine nine ninety nine ruples per year. Which I did. I did a Google Translate on this. It's only like twenty bucks or something, or okay. it's
1: like twenty cents.
0: No no no, <laughs> no, no, no. But still, you pay one hundred and thirty nine in the United yeah. States for Amazon. Yeah. But they're doing a light, which changes your delivery time. You can have um, changes the amount of music you have access to and video, which is really interesting. That when you think about it, Amazon's only at one price point.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you think they should have more than one though? It's interesting. I was talking to a couple of professors about this yesterday. And options can be good. It opens up the market a little bit. Right. So I don't know what share of. I'd be interested to know what percentage of consumers in the U.S. have prime. It's got to be like everybody. It's so like when it's like that, then you we don't prime. know. Yeah. He has prime Bradley have prime. Yeah. All right. 100% of this well, room has. Nah, prime. Yeah. But I would want to. It, we should look this up at some point. Um, it only makes sense if. You don't think there's enough people that have it, but the truth is, everybody has it. Uh, Let's look here. How many Amazon Prime subscribers are
0: there? United States, two hundred million. United States. How many people are in the U.S.? Oh God, what's the population of the United States right now? Wait a minute. United States, three hundred thirty-one million. Get the.
1: The Hold on a 60, second. 60%. No, of you're dead. No way that data is right. I mean, this is the Google. They're counting a household with 5 people all have Prime
0: users. 200 million users. But wait, is Amazon US? I mean, this is one. No, no,
1: users are Prime subscribers. users. Okay, it's very different. You could be an Amazon user and not have Prime. You could, you could down. No, 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 Prime users, Prime Oh users. my gosh. Hold on. That means every household Probably. How many households are in the U.S.? Yeah. They don't need another option. They could just raise the price, actually, for the rest of their life. 123 million households in the okay, U.S.? Okay, so. It's <laughs> basically every household. Well, well, talk about Monopoly. Yeah, it's the end of the world. And so it's just everybody can see the Amazon. It's over. Yikes. Hey, uh what's his name? Jeff Bezos. Hey Jeff, you, you really did it. <laughs> you're good. Like, you're straight. You man, can retire man, now. Okay, like, hey, like nobody gonna beat you. Jesus, oh, Pete's. Hey, my man, ain't nobody gonna beat you. No, you're, you're done. good. They <laughs> you yeah. don't need to offer another option now. They're only doing that in other countries for a reason.
0: Yeah, yeah. Look, I think uh, this is insanity. Who's close to that? Like, I mean, Netflix is doing pretty good. Like, I,
1: I, we'll see these. This is, this Look how many subscribers there are on Netflix. Ain't no, there's no way they're there. nearly that. Netflix bad. subscribers in the U.S. Uh,
0: 174 million. Oh, what?
1: I don't know. Okay, your computer's tweaking out. I, it, not, it, I don't it. believe any of this stuff. In the U.S. in 2021. I don't believe this nonsense. That's, I, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> how this works out. Like, the U.S. population included a seven-year-old? My. I yeah okay so then that something's wrong. My mind can't handle this. Every household has Netflix and Amazon. I mean, I guess so. And right? The, and there's no. no. Yeah, There's yeah.
0: stocks. There's like you look at. I mean, there's 123 million households. And 174 million.
1: Well, that doesn't. Households don't count apartments, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. Yeah, so you got that. Okay, The I'm gonna break this microphone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's it we're breaking the microphone okay
1: let's just put it in perspective like how many subscribers are there to mm, something else something smaller like Peloton
0: Peloton I had like I have Peloton subscribers but that's in the US uh, paid digital subscribers 874,000 okay. total more, paid digital more of a reasonable number
1: yeah Makes sense. Yeah, that's... Remember Blockbuster at, could have bought Netflix? Yeah, right. Talked about this in my talks. So,
0: um, I mean, look, at history shows somebody will eventually unseat Amazon, right? Because you remember Sears and Kmart and
1: all Nobody's unseating Amazon. Don't say that for a long time.
0: Okay, because everybody thought Google wasn't going to be gone, and now you hear all these talks of... Microsoft and what they're doing with chat GPT Google's and, coming out with a better bot.
1: they already and... talked about it. Google's got a way better chatbot coming out. Maybe no, like... no authority in production. I've confirmed. <laughs> oh, you, you I've talked you to talked resources. To, yeah, to no, I'm serious. Talk to Larry Page. No, no. I talked to some folks that told me they have a much better product coming up. Be interesting. Look, I mean, they should, right?
0: They, they should have some sort of AI driving that. Yeah. Um, and but not everything lasts forever. You know, and, you know, Microsoft was once dominant and Apple came in and surpassed that. Microsoft's making I don't know back. who's, be- I don't know how you beat Amazon right now. I mean, look, I'm not saying this is going to happen next year or in the next no. decade.
1: No, in the next hundred, in I don't 50,
0: know. 50 years. In the next two decades, there will be companies much bigger. Like, I believe Tesla is going to be one of the biggest companies in the world. Yeah, but if they're different,
1: I'm saying for what Amazon
0: does, I don't know how they I don't know. How but something do. that doesn't exist right now will be in one of the top 10 biggest companies in the world think
1: of it. in the next decade. Probably not. You can't say that. I won't think about it. I'm saying I probably think <laughs> about what it is, but I probably won't. I'm just kidding. All right. We've blown
0: our brains, uh, our
1: minds here. So like this, is i kind of sick about this. The These guys' stocks should be through <laughs> the roof. Like, like why they got to raise their price. Everybody has it.
0: But like, that's what's crazy. You know, they raise their price and all of a sudden that's an extra 200 million that month. Exactly. Could you, Yeah, just by $1. $1, $1 $200 $1. Million,
1: Yeah, that 200 million that month, One point 50, fifty cents. 50 cents $2.4 for the year. <laughs> right? That's
0: madness.
1: hey, Paul, I need an extra billy. Let's raise the price 50 cents. Gosh, I need
0: a new yacht. Oh, what can we do? Oh, just raise it by a dollar. Quarter. That's it. You (laughs)
1: need a quarter.
0: Yeah. All right. All right. Before we depart, I want to remind everybody, you can get tickets at subsummit.com for our upcoming event coming up pretty quick here, May 31st to June 2nd in Dallas. Don't need to say Texas, but we'll remind you Dallas is in Texas. And an amazing speaker lineup and ticket prices are going up soon. So get them while they're hot. See you guys. All right. Until the next episode, like, follow, uh, subscribe, comment, whatever button you find nearby that is in a positive fashion, please do it. And we'll see you next episode. Thanks.